everybody, and welcome to What's Up With That Bro. It's the podcast where we are watching the TV show Lost in uh, reverse order from the last episode to the first episode, or as we like to say here, we have to go back, words, with one of our hosts, Chad Wago, and he's never seen Lost before. Uh, that is right, and I also haven't seen it in uh, a couple of months, because we took a short break yeah. while things happened. Yeah, life happened. Uh, speaking of life happening to people, uh, life also happened to one of our co-hosts, AJ Nieves. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. <laughs> um, welcome, everybody. Life did happen to me. I did not disappear because I am not a hologram. And that's a true thing. So this week, we're actually considering <laughs> Lost Season 2, yeah. Episode 13, entitled The Long Con. Um, just a quick description. A failed kidnapping attempt injures... Whoa, wow. Okay, let's start again. A failed in... Whoa. <laughs> we're going to have to cut all this. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. We'll, we'll settle back in. AJ okay. isn't a hologram, but he is a malfunctioning computer program. I'm on a, I'm on a glitching tour right he now, guys. He is not okay robot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a failed kidnapping attempt injures son, leading the survivors to wonder whether the others have returned. Sawyer watches with amusement as tensions flare among Jack, Locke, Kate, and Anna Lucia. So, this episode aired originally February 8th, 2006. It's the 13th episode of the season and the 37th episode overall for the entirety of Lost. I'm digging this one. I was all in for this episode from start to finish. Like, it, this, this shit was hot for me. I, I dug it. This episode, I, I really want to know... Dave, as someone yeah. who was watching the show at the time came right. out, after this episode, were people complaining about the show Jumping the Shark? Well, the thing is, I don't think so, but I didn't start watching until like the third season, I think, and I was catching up, binging them all on the ABC website, for the okay. first, at least the first two seasons, I think. Okay, because tonally, a lot of characters in this episode, right. it, it seems like they lost some edge. Mm. Uh afterwards like the reason why this episode is called the long con is because sawyer is playing a long con both in the flashback and in the actual show Mm -hmm. or in the uh, quote-unquote present day of the show and at the end of the long con when he reveals everything to everyone it's done with such sinister overtones Mm. and also like he just comes out like a fucking boss Yeah. yeah and he doesn't have any authority again <laughs> until uh, he goes back to the 70s. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, what happened? Like, this dude is a show that I want to watch. Yeah. Not this dude who just sort of follows around uh, Kate and just is sad that she's making time with Jack. Yeah, Sawyer as a villain is very interesting and kind of cool. And it's weird that we don't ever get to see it again at the height of it when it seems they really set up like this is going to be a big thing. And like we, I think we said when we finally get get the guns back to everybody, like he gives up the guns with no problem when it's time to give up the guns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, this is a fun episode to watch. I feel like even the, the, the flashback story, the off-island story was fun. And uh, we get an introduction into Cassidy. I believe this is going to be, you know, from what we see of the story, this is going to be Cassidy's original intro, which makes so much sense for all the shit that we see afterwards. Because, like, I totally forgot um, a lot of this when they started doing uh, off island st- off island stories, where they started doing the ocean, the Oceanic Six storyline, where 
Kate was actually running money to Cassidy and they become friends and everything. I'm so happy that they brought that, that actor back, uh, the one that plays Cassidy, because she was like killing it in this one, I, I felt. Yeah. Like, uh, it's it's great because like uh, she she plays it, um, well, she's just one where she, she knows that there's a con involved. I don't know. She she just, I just felt like she was, yeah, she was great in this episode. Yeah, the, the way that they set it up where, uh, you know, it introduces Sawyer and Cassidy, presumably right after they fucked. And then, you know, Sawyer's like, oh, I'm late for a meeting. And he grabs a suitcase and then money pops out and he's like, oh, no, you weren't supposed to see that. Right. And she immediately calls him on it. Yeah. Like, that. that's a ridiculous coincidence that you would grab the suitcase and just at that moment the lock would pop open so that I would see the money. And she calls him on it and she grabs the money and finds out that it's fake. And she deduces that he's trying to con her for uh, the money that she got in a divorce. And she decides, oh, I want to become a con artist yeah. like you and and that's uh, a fascinating story right, that yeah. story kept me interested and involved because mm -hmm. like now we're dipping our toes and there's something to be said for like the underworld of crime because it's depicted on tv and we see it a lot through like you know um you have a lot of your your gangster movies your godfathers you also have uh television that's already you know been popular and entered into history where we got like breaking bad it's so, like the allure for like I don't know if the word is crime. I guess it's crime. Yeah. Conning. Yeah, it's what it is. <laughs> but like, I don't know. The allure for it is, uh, it's, it's always, it always seems like it's on the human psyche. You know, what if being a part of society, what if you could break away and be an anti-whatever, an anti-person, an, yeah, yeah. an anti-thing that's, that's not, that's, with, that's operating within society, but then is operating. A step removed. Yeah. Mm. Not within the normal bounds of society, which is what crime normally pretends in this case it's it's con artists or conning which is kind of fun to me because like these are these aren't murderers you know i mean they're they're fleecing people and they're they're doing some amoral stuff but it's it's i don't know i feel like there's more of an in for me here because you know as as far as crime goes you know like the stakes are crazy high or your life is involved and you even throw that you even throw that into the episode this uh this time around which is just fun to see the actress who plays cassidy in, in the Lost series. Her name is Kimberly Jan Dickens, or Kim Dickens. And uh, her resume, I think she's been in a bunch of stuff. Some of the <laughs> stuff she's been in was like Mercury Rising with uh, Bruce Willis, Hollow Man, uh, yeah. The Blind oh, I don't side. remember her being in Hollow Man. But can you remember anything from Hollow Man other than Kevin Bacon's penis? <laughs> <laughs> I, I only watched that movie specifically for that. I remember being very frustrated watching Hollow Man uh, knowing that Kevin Bacon was going to lose uh. when it was just like, no, he should not be losing. <laughs> uh, the, they should not be able to beat him. Yeah. He is, he is the hollow man. Yeah, it's very hard to kill a man you can't see. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, getting back to the, to the story at hand, like we, we, this, is, this is interesting too because what we already know of the character Sawyer is so nicely... It's so nicely placed in this episode. It's almost like a main dish, and then you have all the other characters. And um, there's so many characters in this episode. I was gonna say this almost felt like it was like a post midseason break comeback because like they for those type of episodes they always like throw everybody in it, and you know they kind of just let you catch up with everybody. Um, I feel like after this episode they started pulling back and then just focusing on 
certain characters and then certain characters would be absent for the entirety of the episode. But I felt like they did this one very well. Maybe like, this was uh, uh, the episode before a mid-season break? Maybe. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. To, like, leave some weird... Yeah, to leave some weird spot or taste within yeah. the viewers. I mean, you know. the next episode is the episode where they find Ben and start that whole storyline of him being kept in the hatch. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this does feel like a break episode yeah because it's like it's changing it raises stakes uh it changes the way that we look at characters and it uh you know it's presenting interesting possibilities for what might happen next yeah Yeah. and uh as we know having watched the rest of the show they chose uh, less interesting things to do (laughs) (laughs) i think the ben thing was very interesting to see in in order of not knowing who he was and what was going on with that. I think that I think that's something that grabbed me when I first was watching. Yeah. But yeah, watching it backwards, it's uh it's less compelling. Yeah. Yeah. And if for you yeah. know, for obvious we, reasons. We know the mystery already. Yeah. But watching this watching, you know, seeing the character of Ben play out and become who Ben becomes is is something totally different. Um uh, but but yeah, even yeah. before he even enters the picture and they carry on with that storyline they kind of were just digging their heels into the characters in this episode we're seeing all the things that we already know about all these characters they there's flashes of it for some of them and then we get a chance to focus on on uh on sawyer for the for the bulk of the episode but yeah it it was kind of great i mean i I dug it and we i guess we can settle into it and go deeper in but yeah i i was really feeling it yeah and i think another thing about this being like sort of a a transition episode from how things were in earlier seasons to the later ones is at the end Sawyer's talking about how they took all his shaving cream and his batteries but you know shaving cream and batteries don't matter anymore guns are what matter now and I think it's kind of marking a point in the series where you know shaving cream and batteries that's all stuff that within the camp people are worried about and the guns that's for these external threats of like the others of things and that seems to be much more of the focus moving forward from now on yeah, you're right. When yeah, sh- it, it's a, a significant increasing of scope. Right, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And then, yeah, I find that to be true. This show was originally conceived where, um, at, at the time in 06 or 05 when the first episode uh, or when the first season came around, um, Survivor was really, really, really big on like CBS. And yeah. uh, the idea featuring, was... Featuring Richard Hatch from <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> So the idea was, I think, um, I think a lot of people on the writing staff were thinking, okay, we're going to do like a, we're going to do like a kind of a, a dramatized version of that. Cause we'll probably get into it more during the first season where a lot of those things are more pronounced. Like there are different archetypes that you'd see on the show that you would like associate with, uh, with that other show with, the uh, um, Survivor. And, um, you know, and they kind of brought that in and they ended up losing a few characters and changing some things up and then going just full on into the into the supernatural aspects of the show. Yeah, that that's yeah. one of the reasons why I didn't start watching the show mm. was because I was just like, okay, you know, Survivor's really popular. Oh, they have a show about people that are stuck on an island <laughs> and they have to survive, yeah. but it's not Survivor. Well, I didn't want to watch Survivor. Why the <laughs> fuck do I want to watch made-up Survivor, pretend Survivor? Yeah. And then later I heard about like, oh, the people are stuck on this island just trying to survive. And also there's like smoke monsters and polar bears. Yeah. And it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> and we all love a monster. I think we've learned that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Wait, so also too, like at the time where they were producing the show, the show almost, almost like totally almost did not make it to air. I don't know if we've talked about this on our podcast, but the, um, the, I think the, the CEO of ABC at the time had greenlit it. And it was, of course, this is something that we've covered on the show before. It was like, at the time, it was like the most expensive pilot to produce. And they produced it. And then, like, um, I think the CEO actually got fired, if I'm not, nah. if I'm remembering correctly. Like, he got fired for greenlighting this thing. And then they ended up just, you know, bringing it to air. And then it just fucking caught fire and became this big thing. But, um, but yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what that guy is at now. Probably, you know. I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's doing good. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But, um, but yeah, interestingly enough, like, you know, we get to see, I, I guess we get to see some parts of the show that still is carrying some old, like, I don't know, hallmarks from, from like the idea of Survivor where we have all these people, but also a little deeper too, because you have these, these, these characters that are being developed by, you know, the likes of, uh, Damon Lindelof, Carlton Cuse, and Lindelof is like really big on, on the the idea of examination self-reflection you see that come a lot come around a lot in his work and of course like we we get to see this in these characters and like these characters they're not shallow like uh all these characters that we get a chance to 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 watch they the you know they're they're written and crafted with like a, a depth that that makes you you know more able to attach to them yeah even like what you're saying with like cassidy and how she immediately sniffed out the the con like she was a she was a smart lady and that's why you kind of wanted to see what she was doing with with sawyer and learning all about the con life yeah yeah most definitely so uh one of the things about uh her being able to point out that there was a con happening she does that she says that she wants to learn how to be a con artist and sawyer goes about teaching her how to do that and then we get to the point in the episode where she says she wants to do a big con, and Sawyer corrects her, says, no, it's called a long con. And she's <laughs> like, okay, well, a long con, then how does it work? And he proceeds to explain exactly what he's doing <laughs> to her. And she immediately goes, let's do that. <laughs> let's do that thing. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that in any kind of movie or TV show when they're explaining the one thing and it's really talking about the other thing that's happening i mm-hmm. think that i think that's good writing yeah. yeah here's where i feel that we could benefit dramatic irony nah, yes yes because we know what's going on yeah. <laughs> but cassidy doesn't yeah she in the dark <laughs> i feel like we like us as a podcast could benefit from a uh a woman's viewpoint on the show regarding sawyer sawyer is our <laughs> resident bad boy yeah and that's what he is on the show and the, he's <laughs> like that's in, what he was that's yeah. what he was and now he's just like here in full force like bad boy <laughs> mode but cassidy cannot put that drug down let me hit that josh yeah. holloway one more time yeah no uh when i was watching this episode like i remember back in the day uh like when people were doing like fan castings of movies and they were just like, Oh, I want to see like uh, this person as this comic book character or that comic book character. Like uh, this was when uh, uh, it was before Marvel got big or right around the time that Marvel was just starting out. So uh, X-Men was still the biggest uh, uh, or Spider-Man and Mm X-Men were the biggest uh, comic book movie franchises. Oh, Batman too, but you know, it's whatever. (laughs) But I remember one of the things that I constantly heard was, 
they should make Josh Holloway from Lost Gambit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this episode was that. the episode where I was like, I see it. Uh, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Like, uh, not only can he play like this, like, intimidating, f- forceful personality, uh, he can also, uh, like, there's been other episodes where Josh Holloway was doing his, like, look at me, I'm so sexy kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But this episode was like, there was so many scenes where I was looking and I was just like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I see it. I can see, <laughs> I can see why people thought that he would be a good Gambit. Yeah. He, I think he would have been think, a great Gambit. Well, I think Gambit, he's also like a very agile guy. He's always mm-hmm. jumping around and I don't see Josh Holloway doing that as much. No, nah, not He's really. more like a brawler kind of guy. Yeah, he looks like the kind of dude that would just tackle someone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, um, that what was that Wolverine movie where he Wolverine f- Origin? Yeah, where he faces off against like uh, Deadpool at the end. Yeah, there... except not Deadpool. <laughs> right. There is a there is a there's a Gambit in there, but yeah. I think originally they were trying to get Josh Holloway into that role oh. at that time for that mm-hmm. role, but for whatever reason he couldn't do it, or they they decided to go with somebody else and. Thank yeah, goodness. And they went with uh, Taylor Kish. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I remember. Oh, man. Shucks. I haven't haven't heard that name in a minute. Yeah, because but... uh, after uh, John Carter of Mars, everyone said, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think he's in True Detective Season 2. Yeah. I, you know what? Like, uh, I, like, I really like him in three, Season 2. Or maybe 3. I don't know. He's in 2. Okay. Yeah, I remember, I remember watching that whole season. That's the critically and uh, fan-wise, they, a lot of people didn't care for it. I kind of like Season 2, though. It was like uh, it was very strange, but yeah, Taylor Kitsch is in that. Um, yeah. But speaking of Josh Holloway being a hunk, he did win our uh, lost ma- lost ladness this year. Mm-hmm. So I guess a lot of people do find him very sexy, even though a lot of us don't seem to get it. Yeah. I guess Chad gets it now. I get it now. Yeah. 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 So, like, uh, listeners, please reach out to us. What is it about our our bad boy Sawyer, aka James Ford, that? Uh, yeah, what is it about that archetype? <laughs> I mean, we—I mean, it, it's not even—it's not even a question that you want to ask because it's just, what is it about the archetype of the bad boy that women dig? Yeah, so I don't know. Let us know with hashtag. <laughs> I like them bad boys. Yeah, uh, yeah. Please hit us up. Let's find out. Bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um there's like there's like c stories and d stories yeah, in this a lot episode. Going on. Mm-hmm. yeah there's like it, usually we just follow like a, a, a standard a b a plot b plot type of thing on the show but yeah this one they're doing a bunch there's some stuff that that happens with charlie where charlie and um it, here's where i find it to be a pretty decent episode at the beginning at the top of the episode sawyer is actually is kind of it's kind of Openly antagonistic yeah. to Charlie. He's, yeah. he's antagonizing. Well, he's he's antis- antagonistic towards Charlie in the beginning, and at the end, that's that's who he uses to uh, to get what he what he wants out of. And Charlie gets what he wants too, and it's not the drugs, which is fantastic. And I'm like Chef Kiss, good scripting. That's yeah. good because if it just made him like, yeah, I just need to get my drugs, that would have been a little disappointing. But his was tied in to Locke. He wanted to embarrass Locke, and yeah. I guess we'll find out why next week. But for this episode, it, it played really well. Um, Dominic Monaghan just coming in with the uh, I hate Locke vibes hard yeah. this episode. He wanted mm-hmm. to make him look like a fool and feel like a fool. <laughs> yeah. And I just wonder, like, cause that sounds that sounds good coming from, from him because he's British. But, like, if they had to write those lines for an American character, I wonder what they would make him say. <laughs> I wonder. 
I wanted to make him look stupid. I wanted yeah, to make him probably. look like a clown. Yeah. I wanted it wouldn't to have look... the same menace to it. I they'd probably say I wanted him to look like a fool and then immediately start chanting USA afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> wanted him to look dumb. USA. USA. <laughs> Charlie, uh, I, I just wanted to point Please. out. Um, so, the beginning of this episode, uh, when Sawyer is antagonistic to Charlie, he's teasing him about getting kicked out from uh, having been uh, living with Claire, and now he's uh, all by himself. And he is, like, at the end of the episode, where he's just like, yeah, I wanted to make Locke look like a fool. I wanted to make him look foolish. And there's a undercurrent of menace with him too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially in that last scene where he's talking with Sawyer in the dark. Also underserved through the rest of uh, this season yeah. where it's just like, you know, you, you have this thing where uh, they, they've worked together and they work together really well. And you're, you have this thing where, uh, you know, he just wants his revenge against someone. And then once he got it, it's like they didn't know what to yeah. do with him. I think yeah. it might be because that's what, kind of what happens sometimes in real life. When you get your revenge on somebody, <laughs> then you feel weird about it and you don't want to pursue it You feel it weird about it and you decide to build a church with an African Yeah, man? exactly. <laughs> you're like, oh, I did actually did something bad. I'm the bad guy now. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's why after this episode where Charlie and, and Sawyer, they get their big win of screwing everybody over and conning them. Maybe it's some kind of guilt or something is why they don't move forward with any more sinister plans. Yeah, yeah. If if they had like made that explicit, right? Or uh, even like sort of just vaguely hinted around yeah. it, right? I would have felt a lot better. Yeah. But it's just like that. That's that's fan wank, man. Yeah, yeah. like we're we're just looking back <laughs> on it and like maybe this is what <laughs> happened. Um, we. We get another weird... We get a few mysteries. It feels like these are some threads that kind of just get left dangling in true lost fashion for some of their plot points. One of them is Sun is uh, is accosted while she's in her garden. She's uh, you know she's taken... By the end of this episode, we still don't know who it is. Because at the point... Yeah, we do. It's it Charlie. Charlie. Oh, shit. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Charlie specifically tells uh, Sawyer... Son can never know what I did yeah. to him. Oh God! Okay, I must have been like writing, yeah. looking at my notes or something at that point. And also later on, he tells Son, and she slaps him in the face, and then I think says they they can never tell Jin because he'd kill him. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. That. Yeah. I. I. I must have been tuned out for that. <laughs> Staring at. <laughs> we my... watched that episode six months ago. <laughs> yeah, I actually ago. didn't remember that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now that you've mentioned that, I, I feel a little better about. Charlie going and just being like, I'm gonna build a church now. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, that puts him in a good spot for that. Um yeah, yeah it's 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 a lot. Oh I, I, well that that makes my point moot. I was gonna say like we don't know who <laughs> No, there's there's still another C plot that got left dangling. Yeah, yeah. I maybe mean, we can like let's jump into that now and we can talk about it. We can circle back to whatever. Oh, I mean there's afterwards. like yeah. literally two scenes. It's real quick to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're talking about the Moonlight Serenade, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm. So, wait, so what do we even see in that scene? Uh, so, what happened in the first scene is... Saeed? Yeah, Saeed. I'm sorry. I, I just <laughs> blanked on his name. Saeed is uh, husking some coconuts. Yeah. And Hurley pops in with the radio. 
And he's just like, hey, couldn't you use this to communicate with the outside world? And uh, so he's like, that's not how that works. And then he feels bad because he was mean to Hurley. Yeah, I see. And then at the end of the episode, uh, Saeed shows up with Hurley with the radio and an antenna that he apparently built by himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Out of like uh, masking tape and a couple of some iron rods and whatever. I think parts of the plane probably. Yeah, uh, it must have been parts of the plane, but I swear to God, I thought I saw like a signpost. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it could have been that. <laughs> uh, oh, go ahead. But he shows up with that and he explains to Hurley uh, that, uh, you know, maybe there's a way where it can work. And Hurley's just like, okay. And uh, they sit down together and they're going through the radio trying to figure stuff out. And they end up hearing music. And Hurley's like, oh my God, that, that must be really close, right? Because it's so clear. <laughs> and. Uh, Saeed says, well, you know, a lot of times radio signals like that bounce off the ionosphere, so we don't know how close it is. Mm. Yeah. And it is never spoken of again. Yeah. It's never spoken of again, which that, is, oh my gosh. I mean, in that, when he was telling Hurley how it works, did he say that they can't transmit at that frequency? Because I feel like that would be... The next question? Yeah. It's yeah. like, can we bounce our signal off the ionosphere? Yeah, and it can go anywhere. It's... You know, not really limited by range because it goes through the ionosphere. I don't know. Yeah, never comes up again. I don't remember him uh, mentioning that they couldn't do it that way. And no one brings it up again. Yeah. Yeah. Cycling back to that first scene in that whole thing where (laughs) Saeed is husking those coconuts, it feels very... Law and Order esque, like you know, you know, like you, like it feels like they took a page out of the Law and Order playbook, where um, there's always a dude that's like moving boxes or, yeah. or shuffling crates or whatever, and you just have to have to give Saeed something to do while he's in this dialogue with with Hurley. I mean, yeah, it's I, I can definitely see where you're pulling the Law and Order thing, but yeah. uh, I mean, like that was something that was taught to us as improvisers. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that is when you are the person who is waiting to be interacted with. The, in a scene start doing something yeah 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 you're right don't just stand there <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a there's a crazy there's a crazy good improviser on the writing staff yeah. he's like we need Saeed to be doing something he's just sitting enjoying a look into the <laughs> into the distance or the middle distance and then Hurley yeah. pops up I like to think that that day like they were going to do something with the coconuts like on the set like for lunch and so like Naveen Andrews you gotta gotta hust these coconuts man <laughs> Uh, our coconut party is that did i ever tell you that i met Naveen Andrews? no when i was working at uh barnes and noble over in kahala uh he came in for coffee a few times oh nice i i didn't know who he was because i didn't watch lost oh Uh, it was only afterwards people told me like oh that's saeed from lost and i'm like who from what (laughs) (laughs) nice but he was a very pleasant person that's cool that's very cool did you misspell his name on his cup no, I didn't, we didn't write on the cups. Uh, we weren't that busy. <laughs> yeah. We could usually sure you just, were in a bookstore. Yeah. We could usually just call out people's orders, and they would be like, "Oh, okay, thank you." So at the end, when Sawyer, when everyone's arguing about the guns, and the Sawyer shoots off that that AK forty seven and comes out of the uh, jungle, and is like, "Hey, listen up, everybody!" I was really hoping he would say, "Listen up, you primitive screwheads! <laughs> this is my boomstick." <laughs> Uh, an army of darkness yeah. references always welcome here. It just uh, has to be. I'm I'm honestly surprised that he didn't call him screwheads. Yeah, <laughs> it would have fit. It would have worked. Yeah, maybe, maybe he just doesn't know that dorky of a reference. Oh, yeah. And if it was Hurley, he would have said right. it. That's great. 
Oh, man. Yeah, I think so. You probably would have done like a Schwarzenegger line or something instead. <laughs> also, um, if you guys ever feel like listening to Army of Darkness Minute, they call their listeners primitive screwheads. Oh, I think that's nice. great. All right. Uh, we, we, we explained the uh, the con that, or kind of explained the con that Sawyer was doing in the flashback. Yeah. Uh, he was conning Cassidy by making her think that she was the one who wanted to take out the uh, $600,000 for con, but he was actually conning her, making her think it was her idea. In the present day of the episode, uh, he sets up a really great elaborate one where he's getting Charlie to watch Locke because he knows that Charlie is angry at Locke. Right. Uh, sets up Locke against uh, uh, Jack. Yeah. The friction between the two of them has Kate going to Jack to uh, try and uh, cause Jack to have suspicion against Anna Lucia. And then Jack's suspicion makes him do things that Kate doesn't agree with. So he gets Kate to ask him <laughs> to intercede. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's just like, this is, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, that's, that's a con. Like, yeah. that's a decent con. Like, and after this, like... It just feels like uh, Sawyer's conning skills just takes a fucking nosedive yeah, for the rest of the series. He doesn't try to con too many more people after this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, at the beginning of the episode, before, while he's setting up everyone against each other, uh, he and Kate go into the forest to investigate, or into the jungle to investigate uh, Sun's kidnapping. And he's like, looking at the uh, the hood and he's like this is a different material <laughs> it's a different color and i'm like god damn this man's a fucking detective no wonder yeah. aj thought he was batman <laughs> or we're just like no aj he's definitely not batman maybe he is batman yeah. and it turns out he's not batman he's the motherfucking riddler <laughs> <laughs> oh man well he's he's great at spotting a bag that's for yeah. sure which which is kind of fun. I'm glad that they played within that space too, because as a con man, you got to be incredibly astute, right? Mm-hmm. You got to be yeah. super observant and hyper aware, um, which actually gives way mm-hmm. to maybe not always, but it sometimes can put you into a spot of paranoia. The uh, the amazing thing to me, I don't know if this is the case with Sawyer, but like people who show symptoms or signs of paranoia. Um, it, they're very hyper observant. Or they're very hyper aware right. of situations that are around them. They're not dumb. They 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 might draw wrong conclusions, but they know when, you know, they can they can read people's facial expressions and tells and and probably are they pick up on little idiosyncrasies, whatever. Yeah, they pick up on stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like because in order to pull off a con like Sawyer did, like you have to know people and how they're going to react and how the relationships between all of these people are happening so it takes a lot you have to be very observant over yeah you know, 10 people or whatever it's an exercise in human psychology yeah. but like you know maybe like a rube goldberg machine of <laughs> yeah minds yeah basically yeah. it's just like you can hear that music too yeah it's crazy like to see him pit people against people yeah, yeah. Um, maybe one of the reasons why he never pulls off a con like this again is after this, he can't be trusted anymore. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he showed like yeah his his uh, he did it and the price that he paid was his. Uh, I, uh, I guess it wasn't it wasn't his moral character because he was always shifty because he was hoarding you know stuff. But but yeah, like uh, it, he bears some fangs and then you know people start to back away from him for you know 
for a good chunk of the rest of the series. Yeah. Up until uh, Hurley uh, tries to train him to be a nice person. Yeah, this this is what I love about this show, is that we get a, redempt, a redemptive arc in Sawyer. Uh, we see him here, and like, um, and you can still see those traces of, uh, of not... Of not, he's just not completely. Uh, he's not a completely like a sociopath or anything. Yeah. Like he is. He is. He is a person that can be swayed, and um, I don't yeah, know he's a person that does feel guilt. Yeah, and I don't know if Josh Holloway. I don't know how old he was during the filming of this, and I don't know how old the Sawyer character is supposed to be, but um, seems like in the flashback instance, it was like him maybe in his twenties or something, because like. Because uh, he has that scene with the uh, great character actor Kevin Dunn, who plays a character named Gordy uh, in that in that that diner scene, and mm-hmm. they have that guy is so good. Which I'm yeah. glad that he's on this show. But like, um, but yeah, he just says like, you know, you're just young. You know, you you think you're in love, but you're not. And yeah, this is not what it is. We're here, here to focus on the job. That's why I brought you in. It's been you know got that got was that was a scene where I was just like, God. I wish that this was on HBO instead of ABC. I know. Because it would have been so much better if he just Darker. Said, uh, if, like, all he, all that he would have had to change is, like, you know what? You're thinking all wrong. Pussy's got you twisted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I think he did say that on Veep. Yeah. Um, Kevin Dunn, I mean. But, um, <laughs> but, yeah, holy crap. That is, that is, that is interesting. But, yeah, yeah that, that was, like, the first scene where it's, like, I was just, like, yeah, you need to be able to swear. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Within just that one scene, and we don't get that character. That character doesn't come back, not even for the the final scene, the final flashback scene where where Sawyer gets the cash and dips out. But like, um, just for that time that we do see that character, Gordy, um, I f- like, yeah, like, I feel like that character is a lot of fun to watch because he's menacing, but like, um. It's a it's a very serious menace, but he also has like dad qualities to him. I yeah. don't know if, if you guys felt that way. Oh yeah, he's doing the affable old man. Yeah, yeah. but then like he tells Sawyer, "I want to, I'll put one in your ear if we don't carry out this yeah. plan." Like he's not somebody to be fucked with, and I just found like I found that that fun to to kind of watch because now the stakes have been risen to like the highest levels. Now we get to, but I I feel like the only the only criticism I would have. Or any of that is that we don't get a payoff. We don't see Gordy come back. We don't get like a gunshot. Yeah, we shot. don't know yeah. whether or not uh, uh, Sawyer paid off Gordy mm. or he just ran. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the next time we get a Sawyer story, um, it's not. Is it with him in 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 prison? I'm assuming it's him I in prison. I think it is probably. Yeah. Yeah, and we don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know what happens after the events right. that happen. He was in episode. prison for killing Gordy when he came after him. <laughs> like Gordy, well, that was self defense. Yeah. I guess the the jury didn't see it that way. He said he was going to put one in my ear, <laughs> and I don't think he was talking about eardrops. But um, have you ever heard that saying? I'm going to put one in your ear I've as a way it. of saying I'm going to kill you. Really? Yeah, I've heard. I've it. never it, heard that. It's, before. It almost feels like it's something akin to like old gangster movies of like the 40s. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm gonna put one in your ear, son. Or I don't know, but I, I feel like I've 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 heard that. I've heard phrase. I'll put one in your rear. <laughs> I'll shoot you in the butt. <laughs> I think that's a that's a porn. Yeah, I think that's where I've seen that. Because <laughs> yeah, when he said it, I was like, wait, does that mean he's like I'm telling you like I'm telling you a a, a, a nugget of truth here? You better listen to me. See. I could see how right, I could yeah. see how that would be that would be a case, but I, I've I've heard that and I've heard that phrasing before for I'm gonna murder you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's yeah, it, like that was also kind of fun too because 
there's a moment there between the two of them, uh, those two, two actors, Josh Holloway and Kevin Dunn, where they're, they're in the diner. And that, that gives you like, that gave me vibes of like, uh, maybe Tarantino vibes a little, hmm. like, uh, which is kind of fun to see them try and play with on, on TV. Or it's just like a conversation over a meal or breakfast no. or whatever, which we see a lot in Tarantino films. But like, um, Tarantino does love diner scenes. Yeah, yeah. And this one with with this guy Gordy, like, uh, yeah, I, I just I felt like yeah, he, that that character was working for me too in this episode. Oh, well, I want to go back to real quick to Sun in the Garden, how she was planting just rows of aloe <laughs> instead of food. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, it, this is this is a little a lot of burn victims on that. Yeah, <laughs> we need we need to get this skin right. Um, this is a side thing. My wife has been really getting into aloe plants, right. so like we've been, she's been getting a lot because she really, she really likes the plant for like because uh, uh, it it actually helps like uh, with with skin care. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you see it in yeah. a lot of lotions and yeah. all that stuff, but then like um, the actual plant. Like she really digs because like she says that you know she it, it tightens and it firms and it's actually mm. it's a pretty dope plant like um there's a lot of good things in it yeah I guess the sun has the best skin of all the people on the island so maybe <laughs> she that's her priorities mm-hmm. yeah got to got to do the Korean skincare routine yeah 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 she's yeah. gonna make a face mask out of them you know if they if this show was something different and by the time the show ended they got rescued and you just see a bunch of sunburnt people and then like a radiant sun <laughs> yeah. kim who has got the best skin <laughs> like, wait wait a minute well how come every time it hasn't happened often but every once in a while sun will drop a sick burn on somebody and we oh, have yeah. not been calling those sunburns it's <laughs> <laughs> like a missed opportunity oh, holy man. shit all right. From here on out, this podcast is returning. Like anytime Sun drops some <laughs> some truth bombs on people, we're calling it Sunburns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I I uh, I do like how the episode goes, and I'm glad that we didn't just get you know the whole Jack Lock thing because that becomes such a straight up dynamic yeah. for the rest of the series. But in this, it it gets uh, what's the word? It gets like handled by sawyer you know where he, he he thinks like oh he you guys think you guys are coming up with all these plans and stuff but they haven't accounted for like the dark horse tantrum yeah. which is sawyer which is guns mcgee you know and this episode is dark it's so dark because like um we get we get the inner workings of the con man and everything but it's not presented to us like in a fun you know uh oceans 11 type of yeah, way it's where, not a heist yeah it's not it's just it's just it's just a man who is unwilling to who to to face his own demons, to face the fact that his parents have been murdered and killed, and someone that has not grown up that that's like that's still like a, a seven year old Sawyer that's mm-hmm. doing all this stuff, you know? And he just hasn't come to terms with any of that. And uh because he's in a place of, of deep harm, like he he's lost both of his parents in death, he's kinda just alone on his own and uh eventually he just pushes himself into into wanting to be hated, you know, to be hated by the group, to kind of, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm projecting too much upon this, but it's no. like, you know, I'm not, I'm not worthy, you know, not even my family is around for me. They're, they're gone. Right. Like my parents are gone. Yeah. You know? And I think it's, it's kind of that thing where the way that his parents were died is because his father killed his mother right? mm-hmm. and then killed himself. And so it was like, he from a very early age saw how shitty people can be. Oh, and yeah. so he's got this, 
thing where he wants to show everybody, hey, look how shitty you guys are all the time. Yeah, yeah. And also bringing out the worst in people. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Also, too, like, uh, that, that, and also, you know, yeah, his, his, but that whole ideal there, that, that, that's a thing. And then also, too, like, the idea that, like, um, my parents, the only, the things that I love, the persons that I love, the ones that I'm programmed to love, they're gone and I don't have anyone and all this other stuff. It's just like, um, I can't bear to lose anyone that close to me again. Mm. So I'm just going to push everybody away yeah. from him, which puts him in, in a similar camp as Hurley. Cause Hurley has that where he uses food as a defense to keep himself distance from people. And he's dealing with that abandonment stuff. So I, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> we could write an essay that draws the comparison. Is uh, is is Sawyer and Hurley, or they have a lot of similarities? Yeah, I would uh, say are they the two same. sides of the same coin? Yeah. Oh, I, I would think so. It's just uh, it's like that's it's why like, it took Hurley to help out Sawyer. Yes. And start yes. him on the redemptive arc. Yeah. yeah. Well, I see. This is almost like I would totally watch a remaking of Twins with Hurley and, <laughs> and Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> my my dream casting for uh uh if they were to remake twins would be uh charlie day and joe manganello no. oh fuck that, that would watch good. that that's watchable as fuck yeah you uh, know who it's gonna be if they ever remake twins though right the rock and Ooh. kevin hart yep oh <laughs> that's all i was thinking yeah that's exactly what they would do <laughs> what hollywood would do i i would really rather see charlie day though yeah, oh my god yeah oh my god yeah yeah, so I, I, I'm I'm getting excited about it because it's a it's a fun thing to delve into with this episode. But um, yeah, it, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I love the fact that Kate actually calls Sawyer out on it. Mm. Oh yeah, at the end when she's just like, "Why are you like this?" Yeah. yeah, and he's just like, "Not a good person." Yeah, and he call like he calls her right back. He's like, "Well, this is what it is. You run, and I con." Yeah. And like I was like, "Oh shit, that's a good line. <laughs> I'm gonna hold on to that. Like that's that's good character." good character development it's good cd <laughs> i don't know why i have to shorten cd that. is nuts <laughs> that always goes through my head when i hear the word I, I had to say it to my wife the other day <laughs> why was she trying to get you to invest no i think she's talking about actual real cds oh, for okay. some reason like compact disc the music stuff? yeah i see i don't know i don't know why i had to explain it yeah because yeah. we we only have one CD in the car, and we wanted to get more. I see. Yeah. What's the CD? It is... Wait, don't tell us. Uh, listeners, guess what Ooh. CD is in Dave's car. Yeah. His lone CD. I really thought that Dave was just going to immediately say, CD's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I should have. Oh, that's great. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let us know what you think the CD in my car is with the hashtag CD, CDKJ's CD is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. I, I want to put in a guess. Okay. It's Moonlight Serenade. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that just one, one track. Song, yeah. give, give us like a, uh, a time period. Um. Like, within the last two or three years. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, it's relatively new. I see. It, that gives our listeners a little bit more to work with. Yeah. yeah. All right, all right. Is it... Um, all right, let me let me ask one more question. Answer no question. Is it, uh, is it American Top 40? Not Top 40? I don't think... I think... Hmm. People in the group definitely have been in Top 40. Because it's not... I'll say this. It's not a normal band it's like a super group kind of thing oh okay 
Yeah. All right. You got my interest peaked. So, listeners, please write yeah. in. I have a guess, but I want to do it off air. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to find out off air. Listeners, I'm, I'm so sorry. You won't be included in this, but please guess. And then maybe in the next episode, you find out. Yeah. Or maybe we'll forget entirely and move on <laughs> to the next episode, and you'll never hear this yeah. again. Yeah. Unless you tweet, then yeah. we will be reminded. Yes. Because yeah. if you guess correctly, we will, I will send you the CD. I'll take it out of my car and send it to you. This and is then... not only a lost ep- uh, uh, podcast. This is a... Uh, we try to... We try to really imbibe the body of of loss and try to drop threads that we had in previous podcasts. Yeah, so it all mysteries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah, overall, um, Josh Holloway was killing it this episode, and Sawyer yeah. was is a is a compelling character to watch on the screen. So I'm digging it. Um, yeah. So the cinematography of this episode was also very yeah. good, right? Like that scene where he walks out of the jungle towards the fire yeah it was just like oh this is bad fucking <laughs> ass this episode was uh speaking about cinematography this was actually directed by roxanne dawson i'm not too familiar with her as a as a director but um but yeah she's she's uh she's one that directed this episode so whatever that yeah Ros- rosario dawson's sister <laughs> <laughs> yeah. roxanne and rosario that yeah. makes sense yeah, yeah that, that works I believe this con. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I guess that kind of wraps up most of what we yeah, saw in the episode. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that we're missing? Anything we haven't covered for this for tonight? We mm-hmm. had a shot of Vincent for like a hot second. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, one other thing I want to point out about this episode. Uh, at the beginning of the episode, when Jack and Locke are going into the, uh, the gun... Catch cage or whatever armory Um, yeah they make a point that they're gonna agree on anything that's going to happen with the armory right and Locke goes against that agreement because he says well jack was gonna break the agreement first Mm -hmm. and then what is it like two episodes from now one episode from now i think so uh he goes and changes the changes the combination uh, unilaterally. Oh, yeah. yeah. Without telling Jack. Yeah. Despite he, him being the one that said, okay, we we have to agree before we do yeah. anything. These guys have crazy-ass trust issues. Yeah, because that was the whole thing when when Jack asked him for the combination. He's like, oh, well, you're just saying this because you want to be able to get in here in case something happens to me, not because you don't trust me. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, 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 that's it. But it's obviously that he doesn't trust him. This is like them trying to test themselves how much they trust each other and just immediately break that. Oh man, it falls apart so yeah. fast. Like not even like I don't even think it was like halfway through the episode. It was just like, nope, we need we gotta get yeah. these guns out of here. I think I think that's the type of thing that happens in your real life when it's like, okay, I'm gonna give this person a chance, but you really aren't going to. Yeah. And yeah. so the first reason that you have to uh not give them a chance anymore, you'll take it. Yeah. And be like, see, I was right all along. Yeah. Yeah, and that's 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 what we get a chance to see with these goddamn characters on this show. <laughs> like they they are they are carrying out uh, patterns in their life that is just full of distrust, and it's just throughout the entire show. And that makes sense, you know, in, to a degree, because that's even a point that's even made by Anna Lucia, where she mentions to Jack, like, "Oh, okay, so who do you trust? Like, how, how can you guys just trust anybody, or how can you just easily trust someone yeah. on this island?" And, you know, and then she ends up asking Jack for the code into the armory and then says, I'm just kidding. Like, I know you don't trust me. Yeah. <laughs> LOL, chicken. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, though. 
What the code? <laughs> try, uh, try give me that code real quick. <laughs> what? Uh, the code check me real Why are you whispering really fast? I just got the code. Please, uh, Jack, I need the code, please. Uh, that code. Uh, and then, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what that, what the ending was, but. Uh. Okay, so, uh, time for Easter egg corner. We'll kick the, the episode's called The Long Con. I counted 10 times someone said the word con during the episode, and uh, 27 times we've said the word con in this episode of our podcast. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Nice. Not counting the last two or three when I was t- explaining this. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, Kate gives Sawyer a magazine, I guess from the 70s, like a fashion magazine, and Sawyer says, oh, I guess I'll learn how to feather my hair. Which is something that comes back in the when time travel when he gets that weird feathered seventies hair. Yeah, I totally forgot yeah. about that. Like, um, yeah, yeah, where he like uh, he picks up the flower, right, and he goes over to Juliet, and he's got that feathered seventies, yeah, whatever. And he's like, like hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Judy Chamness is in this episode. It's really hard to tell. There's a few long shots where it looks like it's her, and then there's like when. When they first bring Sun out of the jungle, there's a lot of quick cuts around people, and I think I saw her, so I'll have to double check. But it's weird in this episode. You think you see her a few times, but it's actually Cynthia Watros who plays uh, Libby. Oh, Turns out yeah. they have similar wardrobes and similar body shapes, oh, okay. even though very different hair. So yeah. if you're a big-time uh, Judy Chamness watcher like me, this is a mystery <laughs> that needs to be solved uh, this week. So when did we last see Judy Chamness in this series? Do we know when? Do I- I think it's on. Yeah, you see her on getting onto the the uh, the freighter before it blows up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. That's the last time you see most of the original. Were they tracking all that? Like they're tracking each each extra. Like, well, besides Judy, there's a couple others, right? Yeah, I think it was like the original. I think thirty three. I think yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. I see. Okay. Do yeah. we know what diner they were in? I couldn't recognize it. I didn't either. Neither did I. It looked like it was something on the windward side, though. That would make yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't nail down any of the locations in this episode. Yeah, me neither. It's hard. The gas station one uh, is the same gas station that we've seen mm. several times. Though. Yeah. Okay. we got to find it. <laughs> Probably going to be uh, driving around like Wailua or something. Yeah. And then we'll like, just, yeah. we'll catch like some site and we're like, wait a minute. This is that gas station yeah. that we always see on Lost. I'm going to buy some cheap jewelry <laughs> stolen jewelry yeah and those guys like the, the the those guys that were part of that that little weird con those are good marks like they're bad actors but good marks <laughs> like it just one guy one of those guys was not trying <laughs> yeah totally like those guys i i feel like they're just all like we need some guys to just stand in and just oh yeah i'll buy it and he <laughs> <laughs> chose the right guys it's my girlfriend's birthday yeah. next week <laughs> So, um, Anna Lucia gets Scott and Steve mixed up, but Scott's dead. So we'll figure out what that means. Um, oh, in the diner, the waitress was, uh, Kate's mom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember, uh, they had a good long shot of her, and I was like, I know, I know this person. <laughs> From, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. She was one of the ants. Holy yeah. shit. Oh, goddamn. All right. All right, so, uh. Time to get lost in something? Uh, yeah. Yeah, what have you guys been getting lost in? Well, one of the big things that's been taking up a lot of time for me 
Uh, recently, I've been getting lost in Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, mm. available exclusively on the Nintendo Switch. Ah. Uh, it is a continuation of the Ultimate Alliance series, which is itself a continuation of the Marvel uh, and the X-Men Legends series. Mm. Uh, this is the first one that they've brought out in, I want to say, like, 10 years, wow. maybe? And uh, it is so fun. There's so many different characters. Uh, you're just running around and beating the crap out of stuff. Nice. Uh, the story is almost non-existent because <laughs> uh, it's basically just like, hey, here's some Marvel characters. Run around and punch shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to come up with a story for why every single Marvel character is going to be on a team together. Yeah. Uh, they went with the most obvious right. thing. It's the Infinity Gems. Nah. <laughs> nice. Um, I've been getting lost in um, oh this is this is a little strange, but uh, I've been getting lost in like housework. Like it's crazy. Nice. Like I've been so much happier just cleaning my house. So like my wife and I have been just we've just been like roaming through our house and like getting rid of a bunch of old shit that we haven't. And um, yeah, I just like there's a bunch of shit in my closet, and I was like I don't care about this, and I was like yeah I don't care about this either, and we're just like yeah let's just toss it. And so mm-hmm. we just my wife and I have like almost no like uh sentimental attachment to shit <laughs> we're just all like none of it sparks joy That's awesome. well some yeah. of it does but then like I, like a lot of stuff we're just all like oh we can't get rid of this there's a there's one thing that i wanted to keep but we ended up tossing out and my wife had a discussion on it it was this uh it was this uh 18 inch horse it was like a i guess like a like a home piece like you can like sit in dark you know sit whatever on a, on a display table or something so i had this horse that I had like picked up from a thrift shop for like ten bucks or something like that, mm. and it was a it was a little horse. And one of my cats knocked it over and broke the leg, and yeah. I was like, oh, I'll just super glue it together. And my wife's like, you know, this thing. I think this is what I think. <laughs> my wife goes, this horse is bringing bad energy into my house. <laughs> and then so I said, okay. So she goes, oh yeah, this horse is like um, I don't know, something's up with this horse. And I was like, what do you think it is? She's like, I don't know. The last person that owned this horse, there's some bad juju on it. Is it? <laughs> have you been noticing anything funny in the house? And she just goes, no, not really. I just, I don't like that horse. <laughs> and then like, um, I watched my cat knock it over. So I know my, my cat mm. broke it and not my wife. But yeah. at the same time, like, <laughs> well, cause the cat knew something was wrong with it. <laughs> Probably the cat just pawed at it. And we're yeah. like, not today, not today, <laughs> Satan or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It's it. So listeners, if you, if you're if you have any ideas if there's any haunted horses yeah or haunted horse show pieces that people put in their house for any reason <laughs> well, like let generally us know. speaking when uh you know you just have random horse things come into your home a lot of times they're full of bad stuff like trojans <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy is when it broke yeah. it, like it was like kind of paper mache-ish it was like the mm. texture and design of it but like um when the leg broke off you could see into the horse and it was hollow oh, oh that's where bad juju yeah. came from yeah and it for like escaped for the for the briefest of moments i was thinking like if i break this horse am i gonna find like a million dollars in here <laughs> or like a key to a lockbox did you did you check the rest of the horse i did i i'll, I'll admit it to you guys and the rest of our podcast listeners i i was gonna throw it away anyway so i ended up yeah. like just shaking it and then like breaking it a little bit more <laughs> and then i was looking inside there's nothing in there no. except for like a made in china sticker and i was like this is disappointing and yeah. uh doesn't go anywhere like the story but whatever <laughs> yeah. also i think your wife when she saw that the horse broke its leg she knows that in real life when a horse breaks his leg you gotta put it yeah, down exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to break it down into millions of pieces and <laughs> find a made in china sticker yeah. inside 
Search for, for search for treasure. <laughs> Turn yeah. it into glue. Yeah. So anyway, I'm beginning lost in that, which has been fun. Um, my house is a little bit cleaner, um, and apparently better energy. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I've been getting lost in uh, the TV show Chuck. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. Really? Yeah. I want to watch that. I've never watched it and Ooh. always wanted to. I I watched uh, uh, two seasons of it. Hmm. How how many years did Chuck run? Four. Four. I think I only watched the first three. I think that I watched season two and season three. Ah. And then like oh so you like you got the you got the sandwich goodens like yeah. the middle yeah. part of the sandwich before the like when the show was like when it got past that what are what are these characters but before it, it jumped the shark mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. went into like bullshit mode or maybe i watched like part of season four and gave up i don't know yeah what is the draw for that show you think it's a it's a fun nerd show like with spy stuff and then like at least five minutes of screen time in every episode is just like looking up and down a hot chick's body <laughs> after she does some kind of kung fu kick i see i see yeah, I could see the draw for that show now. Yeah, okay. I mean, I wanted to watch it. I just, I just never. Something yeah. happened, and I just, just didn't get around to it. But yeah, but it's it's a funny show. So like, I'm watching it with my wife, and she likes it. But every once in a while, she's like, "Yeah, men wrote this show." Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's very obvious. Yeah. Wait, what are some of the obvious things? What are some of the things that she uh, noticed? If for no other reason, uh, the constant looking up and down at uh, Yvonne Strahovski's oh, body. Oh, yeah. I see. I see. If, but whether... yeah, it's a, it's a total nerd fantasy show. Yeah, yeah. I see, I see. Like, okay. if they introduced another female character that was super into Chuck, it would basically be an anime harem show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like, <laughs> yeah, like, all right. I was going to go deep and say Tenchi's, but <laughs> I don't know if that's the audience that we're talking yeah, to now. Yeah, Tenchi Muyo at Best Buy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've got my nerd herd lanyard, which is from the show. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, that was like their Geek Squad or something, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. their their license, unlicensed name. Nerd Herd is actually, it's actually yeah. a pretty good analog. All right. All right. Well, thank you, listeners, for listening yeah. to this episode. So, season two, episode 13, The Long Con is now completed. Yeah. At What Bro Pod. Yeah. yeah. So, check us out on our various social media stuff. So we got At What Bro Pod. We have our Facebook stuff, Twitter, Instagram. Um, and then, actually, before we even close out the episode, let's even bring up our next segment, which is next week's episode entitled Fire and Water. Mm. Fire and Water. So, uh, we hear that Charlie is going to try and drown a baby. Uh, yeah. That would be the water. Mm. And the fire is how angry Locke gets at him. <laughs> All right. And it's going to have flashbacks about Locke growing up uh, and uh, his relationship with his dad. Okay. Um, yeah. Which I, that was your um, prediction for this week's episode last week. Yeah. Was that it was going to be a Locke and his dad. So you really want to see a Locke and his dad episode. Yep. All right. I, I love Locke episodes. <laughs> that old Charlie Brown ass <laughs> <Yeah>. motherfucker. <laughs> just a, just a, a fun little heads up for next week's episode. The director on that is going to be Jack Bender. We've spoken about him before. He's directed a bunch of uh, the Game of Thrones episodes. Um, but yeah, so he's going to be back in the director's chair. And I usually like his stuff. When Every he's time you say his name, I want to say he's related to Bender from Futurama. <laughs> but that's not what Bender's last name is. His... Bender is Bender's first name. He's yeah. Bender Bending Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners coming from all over the world i don't know why i'm reaching out to everybody just listen yeah reach out to everybody don't you know be what? selective about which of our listeners you're 
thinking? Specifically, Steve, who listens to <laughs> this podcast. Oh, Scott. Um, you're not dead. Continue <laughs> listening. Thank you. Good. We appreciate you. Yes, that's another episode in the can. You know what to do. Get lost. Get lost.